1: just here walking around. We're going to go set a tree stand. Don't worry, my dad's weird. He never shot a huge buck before. I
0: just shot a freaking <sighs> big buck. Get that one. Oh, you hit him. Go get that one, Henry. Right here. Look at the size of that deer. All right, welcome to another episode of Michigan Wild. This is gonna be the last seven days. Uh, week three, and I have returning guest uh, Shane Loney. Uh, he did not make the drive this time. I would have felt pretty guilty if he did that twice, but uh, we have Shane here. How's it going, man? Doing well. How are you? Good. I'm on cloud nine because the last seven days have been pretty good for me. So, uh, A <laughs> little, little bit
1: opposite. That's yep. for
0: me. <laughs> yep, I, uh, I've had two debacles, but I do not have three debacles, so... <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit but yeah i just want sure. to do a little quick hitter here with you because i know you uh from talking to you in the past the first few weeks of october is you're usually pretty aggressive and then the third week is kind of a really tough week for uh guys and you know technically the lull or whatever may be but you can still be in on some deer or you can feel like you're in the middle of no man's land so why don't you mm-hmm. kind of just quick give us uh like a season update for what you've seen, and then maybe we'll just kind of start things off with. And you could, like, that's the whole from October 1st, whatever, kind of some highlights yeah. if you have any.
1: Yeah, so it started out pretty solid. Um, I passed two three year olds that were both the biggest year I've ever passed. Um, one, both of them were probably uh, right around 130. Um,
0: three year olds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and one of them did get shot already. Oh, man. <laughs> so that one backfired, but I mean, that's the game you play, I guess. But, uh, um, yeah, so I, like, one of the first nights I, like, went back and, and hunted one of my pretty good food plots, and uh, he showed up, and I passed him, and, you know, saw a bunch of does, whatever, and uh, I went and hunted it again, um, you know, like, maybe a few days later, you know, like, the, towards the end of, like, the first week, maybe. Um, I didn't hunt much right in the beginning because of how warm it was, but then once it cooled off, I, you know, started hunting a little bit more, Um and yeah, I went back in again and saw the one that ten point that he almost he almost got it. Uh, he, he got to <laughs> twenty five yards and the heart was pumping. If he would have hung around too much more he probably he might have gotten it. But um but man, like I've had a couple like there's one real nice one. Um I haven't had a picture of him since like the second week of September. Talked to a neighbor though and he got a picture of him not too long ago. So I know he's still around. Um There's a 10 point that's got a kicker off his G2 that makes him 11. Um, I've been getting some pictures of him. Haven't had a picture in probably four nights, five nights, maybe. Um, You know, he's just not right there. You know what I mean? Like they're, uh, for whatever reason, um, maybe it's because of how many acorns have been dropping this year. Um, Like the, the couple properties that I hunt mainly both of them don't have much for oak trees um, and then like my main property the neighbors have some real big ridges I have a lot of oak trees um, and one thing I've noticed in the past you know like bumper crop acorns like this like you know deer especially when there's a lot of oak trees it really spreads them out and it's hard to concentrate them and and you're not going to see them if you don't have those oak trees you know so mm-hmm. um, you know as good as my food plots look and everything and little pressure i've put on them i mean i've probably hunted the one now like four times so i mean i put a little bit of pressure on it um but yeah I, you know it's it's tough when you don't have them oak trees and you know them deer they're just not right on me you know what i mean i it, you know they're moving in daylight somewhere you know like that one that i hadn't had a picture of since the middle of september um like i said my neighbor got a picture of him and he saw him uh one night probably like a week and a half ago now and he saw him. it was like he came out, and he said it was like 540, you know what oh, I mean? Geez. So he was moving the whole last hour of daylight, at least, if not a little bit more, Um, yep. you know, so it's, it's one of them things. I feel like they're, they're moving. It's just, you know, they're not right on top of me, you know, so yeah, it makes it hard to kill them.
0: <laughs> the, yeah. Those, like, that's the, you know, people, you know, sometimes ask me like, how come you like, like the first two weeks of October so much? Like it can be so it's difficult. Well, you have to have the right property for one, like we've talked about, and you have a really, you have a, a decent property, but then two, it's, it is hit or miss just because of the mm-hmm. good one year, early October doesn't mean it's going to be good every year. And right, yeah, no, those, no. And those acorns drop in, like I have a bunch of them too. And it was, it's been kind of funny because I, you know, when you attack a property early uh, in the year, you know, let's say a 10 day window, you can just watch it change day to day. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden, once they figure out that those, the acorns are somewhere and they don't, and it's kind of weird. They don't like all acorns. It's like certain ones Mm -hmm. they really key in on and it just spreads them all out. And when they're spread out in early season with lots of deer in the area, it's hard to hunt them because you're blowing deer out. You're, you don't want to get too aggressive because they're all scat. Like you said, they're the does and the spikes and the four pointers. They're just walking around three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon, scooping up acorns or whatever else it's hard to sneak into a good spot
1: right it's hard yeah it's just it's hard to you know when you've only got a couple deer that you're willing to kill you know and if and they're not right on top of you you know it makes it really hard to see them you know it's like Mm -hmm. um i've been seeing deer every time especially them first couple hunts you know i did see quite a few deer and like i said a couple three-year-olds and like last night i went um and saw a three-year-old and like another two or three nice two-year-olds you know and it's like like you are moving, you know, it's yes. not, that's not the question. It's just a matter of if they're right on top of you and, you know, if you're where they want to be. And, you know, I run a lot of trail cameras and, you know, you would think if I were getting some pictures or, you know, if they were on me a little bit more, I'd be getting some more pictures of them, I guess. Um, now, there is one other buck that I, you know, haven't super like keyed in on, but he's a five-year-old. Um, he's missing a back foot. So I I've known him since 2020. He lost his foot. Uh, his rack's grown goofy since, but the left side, if his right side matches left side, he'd probably be like a hundred and like 38, hundred and like low one forties eight point, you know? Wow. So he's a nice deer. And so it's like, I bet I early on, I was getting a lot of pictures of him, but I was, you know, kind of hunting towards the back for the other couple bucks. And, uh, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll make my way back to the front and kill him at some, or, you know, try to kill him at some point and then all of a sudden he just quit showing up on camera i was like gosh dang it like that you know i might have missed an opportunity there because mm-hmm. he's in there it was like every morning just about and so like that's the thing too you're so scared of hunting him in the morning mm-hmm. but um you know i did get a picture of him last night for the first time in like four or five days so nice. I'm, there's hope for him I'm, i actually might go in tomorrow morning um and and try to get him but we'll see
0: you're in the you're in the morning window probably right like now that we're yeah starting the fourth week of october like yeah i've i only hunted i mean i hunted some mornings up until right today uh like only two serious ones though like the other ones Mm -hmm. are more like i'm just sneaking into a spot overlook a big area or a preset right by the house it's just like i want to go hunting and see if i can shoot a doe kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah when you're talking about the trail cam thing i've or not necessarily that, but kind of twofold, like with the trail cam picks and with trying to find a buck. I've burned a lot of sits trying to go after the wrong deer because you know maybe right. it's a characteristic, or I really dig how big he is, or something. And then I've also, so then I've like burned sits on that. Well, there's probably more killable bucks, you know, yeah. close by. But that's kind of like what you got to do as a hunter as you journey your journey through the fall. You know, you got to make these decisions and what whatever keeps you happy, yeah. I guess. But yeah, so no doubt. So, like, let's let's kind of break down the last, like, seven days. How many hunts did you end up going on?
1: Um, I don't know. I've been a handful. I've, I have sat two mornings now, um, and I've had decent mornings, you know, like if I haven't seen any real good bucks or anything. Uh, you know, I, I've hunted a, a couple evenings. Um, I hunted, like, probably about seven days ago. Uh, man, I hunted a bean field. Well, so I can see my beans. Like, the property I can hunt to the south, like, are kind of all to the south of me. And from where I can sit, I can see the neighbor's beans to my north. And normally I go and sit that stand, I see, like, 30 deer a night, you know, cause just because I can see so much. Um, and I only saw, like, 15. And, I, you know, it just felt slow. You know, I did see one two-year-old, but it's like, man, out of all these beans – not one like three-year-old or anything you know what i mean and uh it was a pretty nice night you know like weather wise it was cool and whatnot but uh yeah it was just it was a rough night you know i like i said i've been going and seeing some deer just you know like i said the bucks that i want to kill just aren't right on top of me you you know yeah i'm hoping that changes coming up soon so
0: yeah and it's like one of those things like and you you understand this but my confidence level is if he's here I'm going to kill him, you know, or I'm going to see him. But the problem is we don't have these giant chunks where you have, like, a lot of opportunities. Like, you know, you can't necessarily, like, some spots I can kind of, like, progressively hunt into the property. But, Mm -hmm. like, for the most part, it's, like, you don't have that freedom. You have to kind of, like, be strategic about it. So you could be thinking, oh, man, everything's right. Your access is great, wind's perfect. You know, you're set up good. But if he's not in this little betting pocket, you could do everything right and you're never going to see him. So it's, like, such a such a game to try to get there, right. especially like what you're saying, like your movement's kind of slow because, you know, that third week October is a really difficult time to hunt because of what you just explained. Acorns are starting to drop in places that you're not used to it. You know, there's there might be a lot of other deer stacked up in certain areas, so you don't really feel like blowing into the place because mm-hmm. then you're going to be, then you, why do it now when you can just wait a couple of weeks maybe when it's a little more pre-rut or that November time frame. So there's a lot of things that kind of stack against you the first right. two weeks of october it's like hey i got the early season pattern kind of going on they're really hitting green food sources still they're kind of still grouped up and they will move in daylight a little longer because days are longer and they're not pressured as much but right now we're in that that mix this third week where they're starting to feel each other out like i don't know if you've seen like more scrapes or more rubs but like the little yeah, bit of honey i did it just yeah just been blowing up you know like mm-hmm. with scrapes and rubs. So it's kind of that hard time. But like you said, if you're not right on top of a deer, it's hard to uh hard to make a, a move. And I right. think I hunted I hunted last Sunday and I had a very similar hunt to like what you were talking. Like I felt like I was in a good spot where I could see and I didn't I didn't even see the first the first deer until about 30 minutes before dark and it was a little six pointer or something. Mm-hmm. And then after that it was kind of quick like a bunch of does kind of moved yeah. through but it was so late. So then I kind of was like, okay, um, you know, something's changing here. So then I kind of waited and I didn't, I hunted like another evening hunt, just like the last hour behind my, or I can hunt behind my house, but it's like down the road a little bit. So I can like see pretty far. It's mostly just like a, just a doe area. Sometimes I get a good buck. So that was like, I'm going to go see if I can find a doe hunted there, not a deer. I got skunked first time I've been skunked there in a long time. So that kind of told me like, okay, something's going on. And I just kind of just assumed it was, you know, the, the way the deer were, like you're saying, going through this change. So then I changed my approach and I waited until this weekend, like Sunday, to hunt again. So that would be the 22nd. And uh, it was, yeah, because I had a, I think I had like three bad hunts. not like bad, like I screw anything up, but just like lacking movement when I want to see. So I was like, okay, something's changing. And I went in Sunday morning. And had a great hunt like it's a sweet little piece i can like backdoor door the property kind of as a walk a long ways but i saw like 10 does and one like two-year-old buck and they were doing things like perfect it was a hanging hunt in a tree i've never yeah. hunted till this year and it was like okay light bulb went off they're no longer doing what they've been doing all year like it's right. drastic <laughs> change and when that right. happens you kind of have to like it's kind of discouraging it can be discouraging or it can be like yes finally you know, that just right. depends on how your property is.
1: Yeah. And and that's the thing too. Like, I don't think there's so much of a lull. It's just a matter of they're changing so much. You know, it's just a matter of staying on top of, you know, yep. whatever it is they're eating, whatever it is they're doing, you know.
0: Yep. Exactly. So. But yeah, so then I guess I'll kind of touch base on it here a little bit because I'll probably do a podcast later about this more in depth. But mm-hmm. so after seeing all those deer move Sunday morning. And now like I'm like trying to kill a doe kind of because my confidence is just low right now.
1: I I have killed two does. You did? I I should I should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah, when did you have a quick touch
0: on those first? When did you end up shooting does?
1: Well I was I did take one little stab at uh um that three legged buck, or you know, the one who's missing a foot there and uh I had a doe come out and I was sitting on the ground actually. And, uh, cause I don't have, yeah, it was like an East wind and I don't have any stands up there for an East wind. You know, I, I really don't have many good stands for an East wind just the way the property sets up. But I went and sat on the ground and it actually worked pretty well. I had quite a few deer come out and not see me, but this one doe she saw me and she was blowing at me and, um, it's right up in the front of the property, you know, kind of where that three legged buck hangs out. And, um, i was like she started blowing at me and she was at like 30 yards and she actually started coming closer and got to like like 23 yards and like stood there broadside blowing at me i was like screw this i'm shooting her so i shot her Blow, she goes yep and then i had another one um i had a guy tell me that he uh um you know he said whatever deer you shoot i'll you know i'll take them you know all right sounds good so i went and bought a couple more tags and had one come out. And I really wasn't planning on shooting a doe, but it wasn't in like one of my good spots or anything. So uh, she came out and man, it was just too perfect not to shoot her. You know, I, I just love it. I got all giddy and uh, <laughs> I was like, yep, Bill wants a doe. So I'm, she's going to be the one. So nice. Yep. Shot her and it was actually perfect. I uh, shot her. So there's like this point that comes out into this field I'm sitting on and um, she came out and, you know, it's probably, 70 yards from like the edge of the woods like where it drops down to the swamp shot her she ran and like where it drops off there's the farm lane that i usually walk back she literally jumped off of that and died right in the middle of the farm oh. lane so like i could drive right up to her didn't have to drag Perfect. her anywhere yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was great
0: nice so, <laughs> so you're feeling yeah. pretty good then i mean you got two dope yeah. Kills down
1: yeah good. so yeah.
0: first shot on the ground broadside how was that was that i mean have you shot a few deer with a bow on the ground before or
1: <laughs> no not really thing?
0: So, like, yeah, was, I've shot a few, and it's definitely different. Like, yeah, oh yeah. where you aim, you know, you got, you're got you not thinking of angles as much. And yeah. uh, they feel like, I bet that 23 yards felt like 10 feet. You know, they feel yeah. somewhat closer that way.
1: But yeah. Was that and a good shot at, and stuff, too? Yeah, she was actually quartering towards me just a touch. And I hit her a little bit forward, but she probably only ran, like, 70 yards. Oh, so, gosh. But she did get down into the cattails, so yeah. I don't know. I probably had to drag her, like, 80 yards. But she wasn't huge or anything, so it wasn't too bad nice but
0: then the second one was that more how was that shot how'd that kind of play out
1: yeah it went through the top of her heart yeah nice yeah like i said she was 27 yards i shot her and you know like i said it was perfect she probably she probably made it at least it's at least 80 yards like because she kind of looped into the field Mm -hmm. and you know heading back you know towards the swamp and hit that you know i think she was running dead you know when she was Mm -hmm. sprinting and it drops off from the field to where it drops down to like that farm lane and then to the swamp i think she just pretty much jumped right off of it and like face planted into the lane is what it looked like you effective.
0: know effective effective yeah so yeah, now sure. just because just want to ask you the how low did you aim on these two deer
1: um not overly you know i've watched the you know the newest trends of where you need to aim on a deer and it's like almost in the leg you know um Mm -hmm. i have mixed feelings about it because i've also watched a lot of videos and had it happen where you think a deer is going to drop and they don't Mm -hmm. um i think when a doe is really spooky she's gonna definitely duck but um buck wise man i have a hard time getting myself to um to aim low forward like as far as you know some of these guys like the hunting public's Uh, telling you to do it you know because if they don't duck you're screwed and you hit where you're aiming you were screwed so i mean i'm aiming at the heart you know what i mean i'm not aiming any lower than that okay you know and um if if it's a real spooky doe then yeah i might aim a little bit lower but like
0: it's hard not to be hold on a kill spot
1: yeah but when, when if i get a shot at a buck i'm not aiming at his leg i can tell you that
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. so because i'm asking because that you know that buck that mr crab's deer i screwed up on i yep. aimed I didn't even aim low enough for heart. I'm talking, I was, I was double long, you know, all day yeah. long. Never even thought about the accounting for that. So yeah. then, and then I was like a 29 yard shot probably. And he, yeah. Houdini my arrow. So like, oh, and yeah. then like I shot my doe early season, you know, she was looking right at me because I had like, like that at her. And she looked up, you know, and I just pegged her and she, you know, she went to leave, but it was more of a quarter and two shot. So when they kind of go down, mm-hmm. you're still like driving into her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just curious, like how your kind of mindset is on that, because I've, I've I'm adding that to my repertoire of my like checklist in my head when I pull mm-hmm. back, like, okay, you know, you, you hit your anchor, you hit your, you know, you look at your bubble, your sight maybe, or whatever that made me. And it's like, okay, I need to be right there. And if it's over 25 yards, I'm going to do what you said. I'm going to just heart yeah. shoot them. Cause I've never been a heart shooter. I've always been a double lung shooter, like gun, right? all right. that stuff. So I think it's a good i just like talking to other guys you know and see what they like to do
1: i i think you know theory wise you know i i like like heart you know like like low you know it's low you know like if 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 i knew that deer wasn't gonna duck i would aim top of heart bottom lungs area you know a third of the way halfway up the deer but you know the fact that it's probably gonna duck at least some you know i'm definitely aiming low but and a lot of guys are you know like i said like the hunting public guys it's like almost the leg you know and if you hit high you hit the the vital v they call it you know but it's mm-hmm. like man you i don't know i think you take a little bit of risk aiming up there because i'm shooting a mechanical man so like yeah. if i hit a little bit back in the liver or something that big old g5 is gonna kill him either way
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i mean but if i hit the scapula probably not you know what i mean so exactly exactly like, you know i i i don't love how far forward they're telling people to aim but you know it is what it is
0: yeah i think it's all depends on your setup right like yeah. you know them guys yeah. are shooting like i you know i until this year i've been shooting a 630 green arrow with a you know you know single not single bevel but fixed blade you know one piece with a little bleeder mm-hmm. you non-invented know, you know and i mean you can i've zipped through everything it doesn't matter mm-hmm. i hit a dough one time and had four holes in her because she bent so far in half it went in and came out and had four holes and ended up hitting her yeah it was nuts because she kind of like accordioned when i hit her she had like turned and looked at me and it went in like right by her front shoulder Came out like her last rib and then went back into her like back leg and then out her same oh, side. It was crazy, wow. and it, dude. It broke her hip in half. It was, I mean, wow. <laughs> it was like a 24 yard shot on like a two year old doe, so it was like this world's giantest deer. But like, if I would have, you know, like I wouldn't even have attempted to shoot there with a mechanical because, right. like you said, just like from what you know, but. Back in the day when I shot mechanicals, I had a 400-grain arrow that was going through the air not tuned either, you know. Right. So there's a lot of different yeah. things. But, like, now I've shot cording, too. So, like, that's – I think it's kind of setup-related. If you're shooting a cut-on contact head, you lose surface area. So, like, you need to tuck that thing where there's more stuff to hit right. because you have less of a cutting area. But, yeah, like mm-hmm. a big mechanical, it's tough to beat that when you put that in the rib cage. I mean, the deer yeah. I shot, I shot with mechanical. I just the I shot a buck Sunday night and I hit him with yeah. mechanical in the ribs, perfect behind the shoulder, and it was it's pretty impressive. Like I don't you can't at, really beat at it, that you know? point.
1: At that point, it doesn't matter what you shoot if you hit him where you're supposed yes, to. you know? exactly. But that's yes. that's the thing. You know, like if if you miss forward, you want to have a, a smaller fixed blade, but if you miss back, you want to have mechanical. Exactly. You know, so, just knowing. Um, I think he, I think you have because I have thought about it a lot. I think you have a. A lot larger, like a margin of error, you know. Shooting a fixed blade and and staying back a touch. And when I say a touch, I'm I'm talking, you know, maybe not just not aiming at the freaking shoulder like these, yeah. guys you know, like guys with a heavy arrow and you know just right on the back side of it, right at the heart, you know. And uh I think, I, you know, that to me, you know, seems like odds wise the best thing to do, you know. Yeah. So
0: what are you? But, what mechanics So not all mechanicals are created equal to me. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I haven't played around with a lot of them. Um, last couple of years, I've shot, uh, Muzz, the muzzy hybrids and mm. I had pretty good luck with them. Um, I shot two does in the guts and my buck last year in the shoulder with it and it killed all three. There <laughs> and, you go. Uh, <laughs> dude, I, yeah, I've been having some issues this year though. Um, I was shooting, I went to shoot them and I've been shooting finding my field tips. I went to shoot them muzzies and, uh, they would flutter and go low, and I thought the blades were opening up. Mm. So I went and bought Mega Meats, and uh, turns out they're doing the same thing. And I wouldn't do it unless I was like past 30 yards, you know, like mm. it was at the longer ranges, like 30, 40 yards. So it's just like, huh, I guess I have an issue. So I went and had my arrows refletched and uh, shot them, had shot, have shot them again. Um, and they're better, but that's not completely fixed in my opinion so i'm gonna keep my shots you know within 40 yards which you yeah. should do anyways you True. know but uh i don't know i i killed the one doe with the Meat, um the first one and then the second one it was before i got my arrows fletched, and um i actually used my girlfriend's broadhead um it's you know one of the i i can't remember the name of like the style they call them like you said a single bevel you know it's that same style but it's not a single yeah. bevel. they're okay you know, And uh, I shot her, and that's the thing, you know. I put it right through the top of her heart, and I went, I walked where she went, like you could see in the beans where she plowed them over, and then like Mm -hmm. the trail she went into, and there was hardly any blood, you know. And like I said, I went through the top of the heart, you know. I don't know Mm -hmm. if there's something to that, or it's the fact that it wasn't a big mechanical, but I was, you know, when I shot that dough before, like I said, I hit her the first one, I hit her forward with the mega meat and dude there's blood everywhere you know it was mm-hmm. the easiest track job you're ever gonna have you know so I yeah know, but... definitely a
0: philosophical difference you know what what are you looking at to get like ever i mean i've shot i've been shooting other than this year the two deer i've shot this year the bow i've shot fixed blades for the past seven years six years yep. so i've been and i've done different types of fixed blades because i did you know like ram cats and muzzy trail cars and um oh i can't think just pretty much everything until i bought these really nice you know they're the day six ones and okay. i'm flawless like I, I the reason i like those so much is because they like pop a hole through the hide kind of similar to a mechanical like a you know like mm-hmm. when you shoot a deer the mechanical it like takes pop. like a chunk out yes yeah, so like you'll get a yeah. big triangle if it's a three blade or a big slice yeah. and uh so i really like that concept um, I just dealt with very similar thing you're talking about. I got different, except I did different arrows and I didn't tune my bow to them correctly. And then I believe I am overspined because I just, I just, I messed up either how I ordered them or whatever. Instead of buying full length shafts and doing it myself, I used like a, a arrow ID thing builder and I just a little overspined. So like, you know, my arrows, you know, wagon left and right. And then it planes yeah. with a fixed blade worse because you got like wings on the front. So that's why I'm shooting the mechanicals and yeah. They shoot great out to sixty five yards. So which is good.
1: And it's crazy. And and I've got a couple of buddies who are like actually really good with archery stuff. And like I said, the two mechanicals I've shot shot have shot worse than that two blade you know single bevel style what 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 what's that style called
0: So you have like single bevel then you have just like your regular like Is it have bleeder blades or is it just a, no
1: it's just a straight up two blade like indian looking head what do you call it could them? be
0: a it could be a single bevel i think you're right i mean it depends on the brand but like so my day six is they're they're dual beveled because they don't have yeah they're, they're like a beveled. normal so yeah. like just a normal i guess fixed blade i'm not sure but are they yeah. are they vented or non-vented
1: they are vented yeah okay. gotcha yep so anyways those shot better at like 40 yards that and then the archery shop i was at they gave me them tooth uh a tooth of the arrow broadhead Mm -hmm. and those both shoot better from in that 30 to 40 yard range um you know i i was gonna shoot longer today um but i uh i got cut short my buddy showed up to hunt he hunts Mm -hmm. behind my house and uh the horse lady who runs the pasture, she showed up too. So I went back and shot closer, but anyways, (laughs) yeah. So I, I haven't totally, and you know, you should have this crap figured out by now. And I tell you what, I was shooting great or I am shooting really well uh, with a field tent, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I I shot them broadheads before the season, the muzzies, and thought I had an issue with them. So I went and got the the dead meats and I shot them at like 30 yards and you know, 30 yards, everything's still good. And so I thought I was good to go. And, I ended up shooting them at like forty one day and uh you know one thing has led to another and I'm still kind of in the rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, what what that, spine were you shooting?
0: So these um, so the arrows are 250 spine the new ones oh, and they're like okay. closer to like five they're just over 500 grains yeah. um which they're dramatically lighter than my 630 grain arrows however yeah. they're much shorter so like my, my weight you know, my spine's the same, but they're just a shorter arrow mm-hmm. um, instead of opposed like almost a full length. So yeah. I think what I need to do is just like load up the front a little bit more and you have a little heavier in the front because mm-hmm. I just, I've never seen an arrow. Like I've shot bows with like arrows out of tune and you, if they're like flexing too much, they kind of have like, a weird look and I'm shooting four fletched and all this stuff. So like it should be perfect, yeah, me too. perfect fixed blades, but yeah. it, I don't notice it until I put a nocturnal on and shoot low light. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. pick it up like shooting without that. And then it just, you can just see that thing going left and right. And then I had to end up shooting it through paper. I re, you know, paper tuned it. And like I said, I could shoot great groups like all summer. And it was really weird. Like, when I was shooting in the summertime with my broadhead, I was hitting good at like 50 yards and like 35, 37 yards. And what was happening though, that in between range, that 30 to 50, like if I was 40 Mm -hmm. or 45, I was like six inches off. So wow. I think my arrow was just correct. Like the fletchings were correcting it soon enough, you know, or like was just getting, I don't, or maybe it was just pure luck. I don't know why, but I can promise you if I was shooting, I I never missed the little target at like 50 to 60 yards. And the right. shots I did at 40, I was almost missing the target.
1: Yeah, I was like, yeah. what
0: is going on? So, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. Like we're, we're not like me shooting an arrow is not a foreign concept. So I was just like right. perplexed with it and, you know i end up having to move my rest a little bit got it shooting well and like you know like i said i'm shooting great groups still i mean everything's good and now i just feel like my arrow flight's a little better but throw a nocturnal on there and i can still catch it and i mean i've tried everything i've tried like i give it a break like i waited a whole day i go in the night time like shoot it at the middle of the night with lights on just to try to like focus on that and just execute a great shot and no matter what i do that arrow is just like woo, woo wagon and yeah. uh with the with the broadhead like with the field point i can't hardly tell it it's there like i don't know right it. only with a broadhead on so yeah it's just a it's just a crazy fun game that we play yeah but, but like you said yeah, keep those shots been under been forty. Big,
1: yeah i've never been a real big techie guy i just i just kill shit you know yep. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Nothing like wrong my with 450 that. is like a pretty basic setup but yep. i you know i believe in having a good scope you know and uh, i got a pretty good scope you know nikon and bdc reticle whatever yep. um and uh you know, I'd kill deer 200 yards all day with it, you know what I mean? And kill a bunch of them and, uh, save my bow, man. i never really had this issue and, uh, here we are. And it, you know, it peeves me off, I guess. So, um, hopefully we got it figured out enough to to kill one. So.
0: Yep. Kill one. And then you'll, if not, then you'll be going down the rabbit hole. I'm sure, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, trying to figure that out. But no, I guess, I guess we'll kind of just roll into Sunday night for me. So, um, so after seeing a great movement Sunday morning, I had, the windows was great. Like I was able to slide in. It's a cool little piece of property. I have like a crick access. Gosh. So I snuck out of there and then got a bunch, had a bunch of things going on Sunday and it was getting to the time where I was like, I, if I'm going to hunt, I need to like get going. So we were like good to go. My wife and Henry were actually going to go to the in-laws and have pizza over there for dinner. So it worked out great for that. And I just looked at Henry and I was like, Henry, where do you think I should hunt tonight? Should I go hunt by one of the food plots, or or hunt somewhere like where I hunted, you know, this morning? He's like, Dad, where would you see all those deer? Because I saw like ten does and a two-year-old mm-hmm. buck, you know. And he's like, You should just go hunt back over there because that's where yeah. all the deer. That's where all the deer are. And I was sense. like, You know what? You're <laughs> you're dead right, dude. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to this story, which I'll probably you know I'll do in the other podcast. But yeah, essentially, I did another hanging hunt in a tree I've never been in before. Just used the use the quartering wind like people talk about, and mm-hmm. this spot, the spot is good because either between like right, I I never saying this to the GoPro, I was gonna film everything, but then I just left my camera in the bag because it was a debacle getting set up, and I was like super late, and I was like that camera staying right in the backpack, but uh nice. I never saying to it, I was like I'm hunting here, I feel good, I'm glad Henry told me to do that because sometime between now and like November, this place blows up with sign like rubs and scrapes and i never had this deer on trail camera i shot him he was grunting he grunted so many times it was so thick i couldn't see him i thought it was a a button buck grunt because i just heard so many grunts and then he came out lip curling grunting and bumped a doe right by me and i shot him at 23 yards like deep hex buck yes and then my whole season just went you know just sky high So, well, that, I mean, a couple of things to take away that I want to kind of talk about with this last seven days, you know, yeah, the, the, the late teens of October are rough, but as you get to 20th and on, it starts turning on, you know, and you can, like you said, morning hunts are coming available, find those properties. Cause I, I think I just, so sometimes I struggle the last, you know, few days of October and the first few of November, cause I usually don't hunt much more than that bow season. Cause I always go out of state. You know, for like the, the premium times of November, I'm hunting in Illinois or wherever on the hunt trip. So I've just been behind. So mm-hmm. I'll go and scout a spot and they're just like, I'm talking, you know, shredded trees and, you know, fresh scrapes. And my mock scrapes start getting hit. And then I go hunt and I'm like three or four days behind, you know. So mm-hmm. this year I kind of had the game plan. This is before everything else that happened to me. The first bit of the year with the misses and the mess ups my plan was to try to get into this area in this, like as soon as the 20th of October hit and kind of throw mm-hmm. some hunts at it just to figure it out. Cause it's like, I know they're in right. here. I've seen good bucks just got to get it to figure out. And it, it, dude, it paid off in a big way. So I couldn't ask. I mean, it's tough to beat a big old buck that comes in and you put a great shot on them and you hear them crash and you get to go back to the house and pick up your brother-in-law and your wife and your kid yeah. and go blood trailing. And it's like, that's awesome. Yeah, a carpet of red blood, and it's 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 tough to beat that, you know, man. So. Yeah,
1: that's sweet. That's what it's about, man. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's so sweet. It can change yeah. in a it can yeah. change in a minute, you know. Three bad hunts well, in a row to all of a sudden the best hunt of the year, you know.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> that's like that. that's what I was gonna try to touch on is you know don't let like this you know like I said I haven't had bad hunts but I haven't had good hunts you know and just gotta remind myself like don't let it discourage you and like I haven't been pushing into real good spots or anything so it's like you know it can change just so fast and you you just got to keep your head in the game and you know this is the time of year that we all dream about and you know come this these next like three weeks and it's like this is what you dream about get your ass in the woods hunt hard hunt smart and you know let the cards fall where they may and don't you know don't have any regrets about anything and uh you know what's meant to be will be
0: yeah keep that big smile on your face and Enjoy yeah, it's hard though do. you know when you're to the grind
1: when you're grinding and it's like november 9th and you haven't <laughs> seen a shooter it's like yeah. oh my god Like do i know what, what i'm
0: doing i do i know what two i'm doing
1: <laughs> yeah that was me two years ago man there's a that big one i told you about before with split mm-hmm. g2s uh, in 2021 and i didn't see him once and uh you know i was like tired of waking up early and this and that then freaking 10:45 on november 10th there he is 40 yards and you know, just couldn't get them killed. It's yeah. like it can change that quick and during the rut you just gotta, you know, tell yourself that so often and uh you know, stay after it. So Yes sir.
0: All right. But, well I wanna touch base on what your plan is the next week. Is there okay. any days? Have you looked at the weather? Is there anything jumping? Yeah, the, the weather sucks. I know. <laughs> the weather
1: looks like it's gonna <laughs> suck. Um Yeah. So actually, like I said, I'm going to hunt tomorrow morning and then it's supposed to get warm, you know? So honestly, I'm going to take these next few days uh, to really make sure I have everything dialed in on my bow the way I want it. Um, Like probably three days ago, I went to my one property. I had a camera that, dead batteries, then two cameras that fell off the grid needed us two new sd cards so you know, i already went and fixed them up on a day it was raining so take these days and like do that kind of stuff you know especially we're supposed to get some rain you know if it's mm-hmm. gonna rain that's a good time to penetrate a farm you know and read some sign um get your stuff taken care of uh i got a spot that i can't hunt um until like tomorrow actually is the day he told me i could start hunting it um and uh, so I'm gonna go get a couple cameras up there and just read whatever sign I can um, you know and just you know take these next few days like I said and make sure that my bow is good to go and um, this weekend the weather was looking like it was gonna get really cold um, but I looked today and it looked like it got pushed back and this mm-hmm. weekend's actually gonna still be a little warmer but it's it's still gonna be like mid 50s and it's gonna go from like high of 69 to mid 50s so that's good like if you're around you should definitely hunt that Um, but I think I'm going to go up north to the cabin we got some things to do before opening day some cabinets to put in and stuff like that Um, but the following week like Monday Tuesday looks like it's going to be them 40s and so at that point I'm just going to be balls to the wall I love it Hunt as much as I you know can and hopefully something works out you know
0: yeah, dude, I you like it's like your mindset with that is exactly how I try to attack things too. I feel like it kind of goes in waves, you know, like yep. you're saying you're just saying you have like your game plan for early season, and then as you notice your hunts are kind of slowing down, you're like, okay, take advantage of like you said, warm weather or rain days to go like do your little scout. Try to figure out where the deer are. The deer are still moving, There's just somewhere right. else, or you never know when a new buck yeah. will come in, you never know when a bully will like a lot of right. times these bucks will get the dominant buck will push other bucks around and or vice versa he'll come into an area like the buck i killed the pecking order yeah yeah the buck i killed i've never seen this deer if this is the deer i think it is this is i've only seen this deer three times while hunting and like since 2019 so he is he is just that and he's a bully and when he rolls into a property all my other deer disappear and then all of a sudden they come back and then he's nowhere to be seen. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a cool story and it's like, you can change really quick, but that was just, I had a game plan. Like you had said, the deer were not doing what they were doing earlier. They were somewhere else. I was fortunate that I have great access to the back door another property that's in proximity of the same neighborhood. So I was like, Hey, if they're not here, then they must be somewhere else. And then you circle the spot on the map. It's like history is showing they're here this time of year with trail cam data or sightings and then you just go in the, there strategically the set up yep you go in there strategically yep. set up and follow the sign and good things can happen instantly so yeah, yeah that's encouraging no man. doubt but yeah, yeah thanks for yeah. doing this dude I, yeah this is great. no problem
1: i wish i had uh better news to report
0: oh no, hey i <laughs> you mean you know
1: for my hunts but
0: if you if it, you kill one we'll do one like this and it'll be as good news as it can be so oh
1: yeah i'll be yeah i'll be a whole new man
0: <laughs> yeah well hey this is if really relatable this is relatable you know like i like yeah. doing these because this is oh like yeah. talking to you guys we're just the same kind of people we love hunting we you know we got knock on door permission properties like i said this buck i shot this buck on a property that i got permission on and what's crazy is i still have yet to kill two big bucks in the same property
1: this yeah. is another yeah. property
0: i've never shot one on and nice. got them it's just it's just it's that's like my circumstance you know you're i mean it's relatable so it's good it's good yeah. stuff and...
1: Well, and and being relatable and like you know you look at both you've had a great hunt obviously and you killed them. but you know i put in a lot of time a lot of effort and i haven't had that great hunt you know like mm-hmm. i said i missed a couple of good ones early this and that but um you know a lot of people like if you're listening to this and you know you're seeing the you're seeing the you know michigan buck pole you know start lighting up with some bigger bucks and you're not having good hunts it's like that's a relatable feeling you know because everybody has been there a lot you know what i mean then you feel like it's starting to happen and you're like missing out on it or whatever so um you know just keep your head in the game and you know don't over pressure things quite yet yep. you know let this warm front pass and you know as soon as it gets cold you know start getting start getting a little bit aggressive and uh you know getting into some better spots you know
0: yes sir well, this is my first buck of the bow since 2020, so I did have two nice. tough years. And yeah. what you're yeah. what you're saying that's happened to you this year, that happened to me last year. Some just yeah. great three year olds that you let go, but to let them go, they become four or five eventually, and then they can all pay off, you know. So yep. it's just hopefully you're you're <laughs> you're a, you're failing this year. Probably is how you feel, but really you're having yeah. a great success because you're right. you know, not many guys get the opportunity to pass the three year old deer, which yeah. it's. 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 I know what you mean because I've been there. Uh, It's. But we were trying to strive for another goal, and you have to do some really tough things. And it's like, oh man, it's. It's hard. Like you said, that one to your twenty. What'd you say? Twenty eight yards, twenty five yards broadside, and you gotta let them walk.
1: Uh yeah, 25 yards. 25. Yep, and I mean, he's that's... probably 130 inches. Yeah. Yep. It's a tough yeah, one. I mean, he's a 10 point fair amount of mass. Yeah, I mean he's probably 130. Um, yeah, for
0: sure. If it's the one yeah. one that you said, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, year. that 10 point. Yep. <laughs>
1: yep. And then and then the eight point I passed was pushing 130 as well. Yeah. Um, the guy who shot him, he, I don't think he's had him scored. Um, but I'm gonna ask him if I can go over there, score it, whatever, and you know, just For so sure. they see him. But uh, you know, he's only like 14 inches wide, but his G2s are both like 12 inches, yeah, and G3s way. are like you know, nine inches a piece. And uh, you know, so he's he was pushing 132, I think. So it's like, yeah, it may it's hard to pass, but it's hopefully hard. it pays
0: off, <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's it, and you know, I try to like I always told myself when I went through these these you know, couple years, like I had a five year drought one time. And then I went on a tear and then I had a, you know, two year drought. I was thinking it was projecting to be a three year drought. Like I was not feeling good as this year was going on, but I had, I always had to remind myself like, Hey, you are, you're not failing because you're having a plan. You're sneaking in there. You know, you're accessing and you get an opportunity to shoot, Uh, you know, you're, you're passing, but you have a three and a half year old buck come by. I mean, you're learning stuff. You're that, that's a win. You know, to yeah. an extent, not the same kind of win as fist pumping. Right. Yeah, knowing you yeah. shot something, but it still wins.
1: Well, you're you're learning, and and you know, one thing too, like there's some spots that I go and sit where I might not even have a shooter, but it's like I need to learn this area because this is a you know this area of the farm. Because if one does show up next year, two years, three years, whatever it is down the road, I need to know where I can kill them. You know, Dude. and so if you don't have shooters that you're you know super excited about to go shoot you know, you should still spend a little bit of time, you know, learning some different things. Or if, you know, you're hunting a certain buck and you've hunted him hard for three days and you feel like you're putting too much pressure on a spot, go change it up and sit somewhere else and and learn that spot. You know, that kind of stuff. What a great
0: point, dude. That is exactly what I did last year. And the property I saw, Mr. Krabs, the 10 point I missed this year, he was, I saw him three times on this property and the property I kill my buck on this year is that property. And oh, i hunted wow. it the way i hunted it because of what i learned last year how they Bird were using man. it yeah dude it's you're preaching man that's like a great yeah. point it's long game we're playing long game here so
1: yep playing the long game and uh you know just freaking when the opportunity comes hopefully hopefully it works out
0: <laughs> yep, smack them all right man yeah. well hey thanks what? for this and uh yeah hey guys uh, appreciate you guys keep following michigan wild and hopefully you like these little weekly updates sometimes they're you know structured a little different but we're in the heart of deer season and uh i do want to kind of say going forward i know i'm at to kind of stockpile some uh podcasts because uh you know everyone's gonna be gone out of town hunting and stuff so if i do miss a week in there it's because i didn't quite get everything done in time but i'm trying my best to do it and i i do appreciate everyone giving this a listen it's been a lot of fun i mean do i i love talking to you shane i mean doing this kind of stuff it's getting me fired up rejuvenated yeah you know yeah and exactly learning yep. it's just good stuff man good yep. stuff so
1: yeah I, I feel the same way like i said have been a little not down but just like yeah you know, i haven't seen one of my shooters man and it's like <laughs> oh, gosh it's, it starts getting to you after a while and uh yeah just you know some reassurance and you know just knowing that things are about to get better and just keep yep. your head on it
0: yep you got time it's you know we're doing this on monday the 23rd uh yep. so i mean like you said I mean, from what we've seen and learned in past history, I mean, like 24th of October on has usually been when I see one of my big guys. I don't always shoot yeah. them, but I get eyes on them. So,
1: yeah, I'm rooting like for you. I think you. Yeah, yep. my date's no. the 25th. I shot there you go, bud. My I... second biggest bow buck on the 25th and then um a nice one on the 26th and um i had actually seen him the day before on the 25th so that's where my head's at right now like in a couple of these spots where like i've had pictures of like that kicker time, um you know he's been within an hour of daylight a couple times so mm-hmm. it's like i feel like this is where he's going to show up that last week of october and you know i've like i said i took a stab last night in that spot and he didn't show up but i had a pretty good hunt you know so it's like and I really don't think I heard anything by doing it because he didn't show up, you know what I yep, mean? And exactly. yeah, I think I got out of there, you know, probably without bumping him. Cause like the way I go out, like he should be the other direction. Obviously he might not be, but you know, when he shows up, he got to be there.
0: And you'll be waiting for him. So next podcast, on, hopefully know. it'll be the kicker 10 or the three-footed, the three-footed yep. bully buck or, or whatever to call that one. They're gnarly buck or, he said.
1: Well, no, there's, he, he's, there's there's three of them there's oh, the three okay. the three foot kicker ton and then the freak
0: The uh, freak, the freak is, that's right okay yeah, they're the different the the free one free i
1: haven't had since the middle of september but gotcha. the neighbor and uh we well,
0: got three good on. options Yeah, three possibilities yeah. it might happen yeah i hope you i just get needed
1: on one i'm just, <laughs> just asking one, for one. <laughs> you know just all one right. time that's all it takes
0: yes sir well hey thank you guys thank you have a good week
1: yep you too see you.